Hey there, guys. I wanted to tell you about something new. I've launched a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Andrew Brand. People have asked about getting more content, more insight, more information from me, and now that's available through various tiers. If you're able to join on patreon.com, you can get shout outs from me. You can get the Business of Sports podcast transcripts. You can get Ask Andrew questions, weekly newsletters, all kinds of ways to interact with me, including a monthly conversation about whatever you want to talk about, jobs in the sports industry, breaking into sports. It's all available now on patreon.com. Andrew Brandt, if you're able, please join, select your tier and be able to have further content and interaction with me. Patreon.com slash Andrew Brandt. I hope you join. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. It's a Brandt's Rants edition this week. Music you hear underscoring me, that's of my son Sam Brandt, musical producer out in Los Angeles doing his thing. Going to get in a lot of things. Again, what's going on in the business of sports amid COVID right now. I want to give my thoughts on the mini outbreak in the NFL, the college football return, some of the thoughts on the ratings that go on out there, and then, of course, the Tyrod Taylor. I had... Pro Football Doc, David Chow, on last week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Talking about all things injuries, and we did get into a little bit on Tyrod, but I want to give you my thoughts. So all those things ahead on the Brands Rants edition. We are at a sports equinox right now. I don't know if that's the right use of the word, but as I sit here today on Wednesday, September 30th, we have baseball playoffs. We have NBA finals beginning tonight with LeBron and the Lakers against... Jimmy Butler and that incredibly uh, impressive group from the Miami Heat. Of course, we have NFL. Of course, we have college football, which I'll talk about a little bit more. We have the French Open going on overseas. We have the hockey Stanley Cup champion crowned a couple nights ago. This is quite a time. and Obviously, COVID-related, we've never really had anything like this. So much maybe a little too smorgasbordy for me. I usually do watch the baseball playoffs. It's kind of a one-month sport for me. October, but I've had no, nothing against baseball, but just no effort or interest in watching at least this first round of playoffs, which I just found out hearing on the radio that it's actually 16 teams, eight games in one day today. Wow. Think about eight playoff games in one day in any sport. That's amazing. Okay. Let's start with college football. We had the return of the big 10 the reversal of the decision in August when we were told that the medical and scientific community would not allow the Big Ten to play. There were all kinds of questions. Lo and behold, we have a reversal. The Big Ten is playing. It decided to change course, and those same doctors and lawyers and scientists, I guess, well, doctors and scientists, I'll get to lawyers in a second, that said it was unsafe to play in August, now saying it's safe, we're going to have testing. It's going to start on October 24th. We have a Big Ten football season. All the things I talked about, the economic impact in places like State College and Ann Arbor and Columbus and, and Iowa City and the hundreds of millions of dollars, that, that was, of course, with fans. Well, it's back, and college football is rearing its head again with basically every D1 team, except for a couple that opted out early, like UConn and Old Dominion. But this is staggering because I think it really sort of takes the emperor has no clothes. It kind of takes the veil off the reason for college athletics. These schools that are implementing college football, again, are not implementing other fall sports. So 
it really comes down to economics. I know people are going to say this was about testing. This was about even the Oregon president said it's not about the money, which to me tells me the translation is, of course, it's all about the money. So what happened in the Big Ten, we don't know. It was all secret at the beginning. They didn't agree on anything. All kinds of rumors about how divisive the, the, the initial vote in August was. But as we come out of it, <laughs> we're back. And now players who had – I'll get to the players in a second. But, okay, so the Big Ten is back. And then within hours or days at least, Pac-12, back. Mountain West, back. Big Sky, back. Mac, back. Everyone's back. So the Big Ten, which led the way with some reversals, especially the Pac-12, now leads the way with reversals uh, reversals of that initial decision. We're playing college football. It does bring up a lot of issues. A lawsuit has come out of Iowa where the Iowa woman's swimming and diving team, it's partly a Title IX case, but they're basically saying, hey, you got rid of us. And one of the reasons, obviously, is revenues. Well, now we got revenues coming back to football. You're bringing us back. And, of course, they're not. These programs are cut. 200-something programs around the country cut. And, of course, it's not football. But it's lesser sports in the hierarchy of football, basketball, and women's sports, and then men's non-revenue sports under there. So that all has gone on. And we have this unique situation in sports where college sports is happening amid covid so when I talked about playing through with the NFL, now they're playing through in college as well. The revenues are too, even without fans, too attractive to turn down. You can argue it's going to fund other programs, but we know it's funny money in terms of how that's funneled around. Maybe it's not funding other programs. Maybe it's just funding football. And we don't really know uh, what's going to happen to the revenues and whether it's going to have a real impact on other sports. But, you know, again, my statement, the business of football wins, it always wins. Well, it didn't win here uh, initially with the Big Ten and the Pac-12, but now it has won. <laughs> We're always back to it. The business of college sports seems to have won here. Now to the athletes. We've talked about this before. Players were opting out, and I thought when they started talking about a January season, good luck with that and getting the top players who were well on their way to training for the draft. There are still a lot of these players. Now, some are coming back to the Big Ten. Sean Wade is. The other kid at Ohio State is. Rondell, um, forget his name, from Minnesota. He's coming back. Did they sign with agents? Did they take benefits? It seems to be a question now of, well, they're playing. They're practicing. They're going to go. But we haven't heard the answer, whether the NCA or the conferences. I guess it's the NCA, really, because it's their rule. This will be interesting to see. We haven't seen any definitive reporting on whether these players are being let back in with having signed with an agent or taken benefits from an agent. But that appears to be what's going on. Bigger picture, we're going to have a 2021 draft unlike any other, and COVID is obviously a reason part of it, but this is not getting enough attention. In a normal year, we don't have any players opting out uh, and choosing to do something else besides college football, and college football, by the way, is going with all these schools. But we have several top first-round talents, the lineman at Oregon, the receiver at LSU, Caleb Farley at Virginia Tech, Michael Parsons at Penn State, even though Penn State's coming back, he's not. 
And think about it. The most we've ever had, we had some bowl game misses. We have Nick Bosa got hurt three or four games into Ohio State season one year. And of course, he took the whole year off. That's as much as we've seen. It's getting no attention that these players at the top of the draft, several of them, aren't going to play. And we're just assuming they're going to be drafted where they would have been without playing, which is basically saying they didn't need to play to solidify their draft position. And I don't think this is that. Well, I know this has never happened in numbers. And as far as I know, Bosa is the most it's ever happened with playing three games. So all these players are going to be out of college football. So it really is interesting to see this happening. College football will not be the same. Will it affect popularity of college football? No, it just shows you the brand is more important than any individual players, unless, of course, your top quarterbacks, I suppose. But we've got players from Penn State, from Oregon, from Virginia Tech, from LSU that are opting out. They're just not playing. And it's really interesting to see that. I don't think it gets a lot of attention, maybe because the brand is bigger than any players in college football. Okay, that's one issue. And now we turn to the pros. We've got an outbreak, a mini outbreak in Tennessee as we talk. Four or five players, four or five staff members. That's an outbreak. Tennessee Titans are closed down through Saturday. We're hearing they're going to play on Monday against the Steelers. If not Monday, maybe Tuesday. What we're hearing is that, hey, competitive inequities, it's going to happen. Everything in football, everything in sports is really built around competitive balance. The draft, why? Competitive balance. The cap, why? Competitive balance. Restraints on free agency, why? Competitive balance. And the reason is we want a level playing field. We don't want money to be the reason. We don't want competitive inequities. We don't want competitive imbalance. But now in the year of COVID, that's a thing, competitive imbalance. And everything, imagine the Titans taking the field on Monday or Tuesday, it could be, having not practiced, having to bring up practice squad guys to replace frontline players. And the question becomes, is that fair? And the question, the answer is, it doesn't really matter. The NFL is not going to disrupt based on one game because I think they think there are going to be more disruptions. It is absolutely tonight. I mean, the NFL has done a great job. Great job. I mean, kudos to the players and the teams and the infectious control officers and the trainers and the staff for getting these facilities tip-top in a vir- highly virulent Uh, disease out there. But it is naive, it was naive to think this wasn't going to happen. Of course it was going to happen. And here we are. There's a mini outbreak in the NFL. So it has happened. Uh, And that's where we are. So it's happened in sports. It's happened all over. And here it's happening in the NFL. It's a non-bubbled league. Now, will they bubble? No. I mean, again, these team execs are telling players, hey, and staff, you are bubbled. You're bubbled here and you're bubbled at home. You're bubbled at a facility and you're bubbled at home. Is it working? Will we see more? Will the Minnesota Vikings have, after this incubation period, some positive tests as the week goes on because they played the Titans the other day? Will we see more Titans positives? This is something we got to watch. But here we are, week four, first mini outbreak of the year. It's happened. And I think it's naive to think it won't happen again. Of course it will. So there's no change in the schedule as we sit here today. I think the NFL is going to burrow ahead and make sure there is no change because they know, they know there are disruptions ahead. 
Back to more of my rants in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Week three is in the books. Now time to review the tape. Get ready for week four. No better place to get in on the action than DraftKings Sportsbook. As you know, they're America's top-rated sportsbook app. And add the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back the can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now. You don't want to miss this offer. It's giving all new users a chance to turn $1 into $100 betting on any team. Any team. It's safe, it's reliable, it's secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So do it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code ROSS, R-O-S-S, when you sign up. Get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The next rant I want to talk about is ratings, and we had a huge ratings for the presidential debate last night. By the way, did you know Donald Trump is the reason we have football? That's what we were told last night. We needed Ed Hockley. We needed a real referee last night. Beyond that, uh, speaking of television and ratings, that drew great ratings. The NFL draws great ratings. Can we lose this discussion of ratings week to week in the NFL? I know we can't because media covering media, it's big. But who cares? I mean, not who cares, but what's the point? If their ratings are down one week, up one week, down CBS, up up ESPN, down ESPN, up Fox, week to week, does it really matter? Do we care? And here's why I say that. Because none of these networks, zero, is going to be out of the bidding for the NFL with the new media contracts. And none of these networks, I mean zero, are going to try to come in anywhere even close to the past agreement or even, God forbid, try to go lower because of something about ratings. Of course not. There's a report that Fox is already at $2 billion. They were at $1 billion last time in their negotiations. I mean, this is going to go through the roof. Not only the regular media, ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC, but obviously digital media is going to be involved at some level. That's Google, that's Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, etc. So, I mean, I guess the ratings are interesting news week to week, but it has no effect on the upcoming media deals. It really doesn't. I, I mean, I just sort of sort of shake my head when I hear about, oh, watch out for the ratings. You know, what does that matter? Is NBC going to come to Roger Goodell and say, you know, it's down a couple percentage points. We're going to offer like a little less than the last deal. And the owner's committee on negotiating broadcast contracts will say, well, that's very nice of you, and we'll see you. I mean, that'll happen in a heartbeat. So I just think this idea of ratings, I just don't get it. Okay, uh, last rant, I think, maybe I'll have another, is the Tyrod Taylor thing. We talked with Dr. Chow last week. Basically, he made my point. You know, the doctors, the doctors are not team, do- team doctors are not employees. They're independent contractors. Was it negligent? Probably not. 
this happens. It wasn't a puncture lung. That's a, a sort of sensationalistic term. It was a, really more of a, this, this tiny pinprick. Anyway, Taylor, we think, is going to be fine. The question from my end is always the damages angle. What are the damages when everyone says lawyers are going to own the franchise, going to sue? Yeah, how? What's the damages? He's got a guaranteed contract this year. That's not going to be affected. Can he make an argument that, hey, if the Chargers don't keep him next year and or he signs for less than he was going to make for the Chargers and or he signs for any amount with a new team, it would have been more but for the punctured lung. I guess you can make that argument, but where's your evidence? You're going to have to get some GM or a bunch of GMs say, yeah, we like Tyrod Taylor. We would have paid him $10 million, but the punctured lung, we only paid him five. I mean, those are the kind of questions you got to ask when you come out of damages. So while Tyler, Tyrod Taylor drew a lot of attention because he had a, quote, punctured lung by friendly fire, I don't think this, the, this gasping about lawyers and everybody tweeting me there will be lawyers was the case at all. I mean, that's not happening. There's no damages. Now, maybe we find out he's really hurt. And he could argue, but for the punctured lung, he would have held off this rookie, Justin Herbert. But of course, you know, all the rookies play at some point drafted that high. Uh, and he would have played and he would have led the team and all those kind of things. But speculative, highly speculative. I just don't think it's he's got a case. So... As much as I was into the whole, there will be lawyers about Tyrod Taylor. I just don't think so. Okay, final rant about the playoffs, uh, the NBA finals, because I'm an NBA fan. I've been watching the bubble. I think it's fascinating that these teams now, the Lakers and Heat, are the only ones left. It seems like a, you know, again, one of these AU tournaments at Disney where all the kids have now left except for two teams. And it just seems... I would love to get content out of there, and I hope there will be, whether it's 30 for 30 or some some Amazon thing or or whether it's just some everyone's own video cameras. These guys arrived July 7th. July 7th. We are going to, it's going to be three months. Now, three months may not sound like a long time, and of course, they're in this lap of luxury and they're not, you know, they're a Disney. It's not so bad. But three months without access to the outside world in a physical sense, that's hard. So, you know, Jimmy Butler and LeBron James are the headliners. There's all these coaches and players, there's staff, there are players that never play. Everyone's going through this. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I think it's a cool matchup. Uh, Jimmy Butler talked his way or did something get his way off of Minnesota and Chicago and Philadelphia, but he just seems like a, the last laugh now, right? He's the one that is kind of the leader on this team. He kind of, uh, bought into the whole Miami heat system. They seem like a cohesive group. They've got players. They found players. They found attitude. They got it going. But then, of course, the Lakers have the two best players in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And now we'll see if their gap between two and three uh, can sink them against the Heat. I kind of like the Heat uh, in this series. So anyway, that's not really business. But the business is, this is great for the NBA, but there's going to be a rude awakening uh, without fans with this loss of revenue. Their cap's going to go down, some hard decisions there. 
uh, NFL's cap's going to go down. This is all things we're going to be looking at in 2021, not knowing whether COVID is still going to be an issue going forward. Baseball as well. Baseball doesn't have a cap, but reduce caps for base for basketball and football. Make some hard decisions. But again, my final comment as we just finished the Jewish holidays, all of these caps are not hard caps. They're soft caps. And in my word, they are yarmulkes. Yarmulkes. These are soft caps. And that'll do it for this Brant's Rants edition of the Business of Sports. Thanks to my producer extraordinaire, Brian Neal, my musical producer, Sam Brandt. Thanks for following me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Apple Podcast rankings and comments are always appreciated. Really, if you could give us a rank in there, give us a good comment. Really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.